Hello and welcome to the Bigger Than Us podcast. I'm your host, Raj Daniels, and today I'd like to welcome Emma Rose to the show. Emma Rose Cohen is the CEO and founder of Final, the company that created Final Straw, the world's first reusable, collapsible straw that raised nearly $2 million on Kickstarter. Prior to launching Final, Emma earned a master's degree from Harvard in environmental management and sustainability, and spent four years working in waste minimization at Los Alamos National Laboratory. In the last decade, Emma's passion for sustainability motivated her to help create a nonprofit called Save the Mermaids to educate children about the harmful effects of single use plastics. Emma, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Emma, where in the world are you? I'm in Austin, Texas right now. And how's the weather in Austin? It's so beautiful. It's like the perfect temperature outside. And so I just get to go in between calls and go outside, go jump in the lake. It's it's really nice. Which sounds a good way to quarantine. It's pretty ideal. (laughs) Well, Emma, thank you for joining today. You know, I like to open the show by asking my guest the following question. If you were asked to share something interesting about yourself, what would it be? Ooh, um, let's see. What's interesting about me? Um, I, I'm hilarious, you know, very entertaining, great dancer, um, and very humble. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great combination to have. Now, I did a little bit of research, so I'm going to ask. Tell me about the cuttlefish. (laughs) So when I was 16, I went scuba diving um, off of Indonesia and thought I discovered a creature that no man had ever seen before, but it turns out it was just a cuttlefish. And they have this incredible ability to transform their shape and pulse colors and I just sat with it for like three minutes and stared deep into its eye. And, you know, it was, it was definitely a very intense experience at 16 to, to really connect with an animal underwater and, and feel that, um, that level of connection. So I don't know, they've always been very special for me. So you might find this interesting. I interviewed a young lady about a month ago. She's 24, and she is working on a project to design a wind turbine in the shape of a cuttlefish. Yeah, they have these really cool flippers that that move in this very beautiful way and I can imagine that, you know, taking the the lessons from biomimicry that it's probably very efficient. So that's super cool. The cuttlefish is a uh, never ceases to amaze me. My friends always have to hide sushi menus from me when, it, when they're on it because really freak out. I had no idea they put them on sushi menus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's basically squid. So, you know. Right, right. So Emma, can you share a little bit about your current endeavor? Yeah. So I'm currently working on a company called Final and we're making products that replace single-use plastic. So really trying to transform the way that products are built. Um, every single product that we make has a lifetime guarantee. And it's my belief that if every company did this, we would have a lot less waste in the world. 
if companies took responsibility for the products that they made and and designed them to last forever, um, there would be a very different consumer culture. So, you know, we're just trying to walk the talk. And our first product is called Final Straw, and it's a reusable, collapsible straw that you can fit on your keychain. Comes with a little cleaning device, and you can take it where everywhere you go. And it's the first in a long line of foreverables that we're working on. Oh, I like the word foreverables. <laughs> so, you mentioned the straw. What other products do you have, or are you working on? So, I'm working on a product right now called Final Wipe, which is a reusable wipe that you can use at home or on the go for sanitizing or cleaning to replace paper products and sanitizing wipes. I am working on Final Fork and Final Spork. Um, those are my two favorites right now because they are just, you know, there's there's only so many people in this world that use wipes and use straws, but pretty much everyone uses a fork and has been faced with the problem of a plastic fork um, probably somewhat recently. So um, that's hopefully a problem we're going to solve. So are these forks and sporks also foldable or portable? You betcha, Raj. Everything we make is built to bring with you wherever you want to go. And so, you know, convenience is king and and we're trying to cater to that. So that could really change, I mean, how you show up at a restaurant or just, you know, at home. I mean, it could, you mentioned waste earlier, and I just think that so much of the way we've been used to doing things can be redefined by thinking this way. What gave you the idea to start developing these kinds of products? So for my master's thesis, I was working on a collapsible to-go container because I'm just like, I'm obsessed with waste in general. Um, You know, I look at every single animal in the world and no one creates waste except for humans. And so this seems to me like a design flaw that can be fixed by designing better things. And when I go out and and I can't finish my dinner, I'm always inventing some sort of crazy way to bring my food home with me, whether it's, you know, putting it in my water bottle or, you know, wrapping it up in, in someone's half used napkin. Um, so I started working on a, a reusable to go container and then ended up pivoting to straws just because of, you know, straws kind of becoming this poster child for single use waste. Do you have any fun examples that you can share with us regarding some of the containers you tried to make before or thought of? Um, yeah, definitely lots of like cups, um, you know, it, it, fr- borrowing friends water bottles and they're like, please no. And I'm like, it's fine. I'll wash it. Um, let's see. What else have I used? Basically like anything I can get my hands on at a restaurant that looks like it's already been used. Oh, Sometimes, okay, this is not to go for to go container for me, but when I'm with my dog, if I forgot my um, water cup, I'll just look in the trash for a cup, and and that's really weirds people out. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it's an example of being mindful. I had a guest on many episodes ago, and he asked a very important question, a very interesting question. I thought he advises companies regarding their waste plans and. You know, his question to the company is, you know, what is your waste management plan? And then he follows up once they start giving him their plan. He follows up with, well, what if you start out with no waste at all through your entire supply chain? And I think it's a very interesting perspective to have. What, you know, what 
pushed you down this road or drove you down this road? Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of, of the work that that person's doing, it's, it's very mindful because we have to look at waste before it's being created. And, you know, that's the idea of source reduction. And the problem is that, you know, dealing with recycling and landfill waste, when, when it gets to that point, it's too late. Um, we have to look at things while they're being created, before they're being created, um, in order to minimize the amount that's ending up, you know, in landfills and, and recycling. So kudos to, to that friend of yours or person you interviewed. It's awesome. Um, but what got me started on this um, was in college. I went to University of California, Santa Barbara, go Gauchos. Uh, great, great spot right on the ocean. And I just really got to get connected with how easily our trash flows from, you know, the street to the ocean. And, and it just kind of started to sit in a very weird way with me because, you know, you go to college to further your education, to make an impact on the world, to, to impact others and and leave a positive change. And yet here I was, you know, going out on a Saturday night using 15, 20 red solo cups and just tossing them without any sort of thought as to where they'd end up. And so it was that kind of like juxtaposition of like my actions and then my purpose that, that caused some deeper reflection. And, and I ended up pivoting from going the medical route to really focusing on, um, you know, single use plastic and, and environmental awareness. So how did your peer group take that pivot in your life? <laughs> well, you know, I'm so lucky to have such incredible friends and, um, you know, my friends really have been the inspiration for a lot of this. Um, we all started dressing up like mermaids together and doing beach cleanups and, you know, everyone I, I hang out with, we're, we're very outdoor focused and nature focused. And so, um, you know, anyone who appreciates the outdoors, which really is everyone in one way or another, um, but you know, with varying degree, but you, you start to realize that, that the human impact on, on nature is very strong and that we do have individual power to, to change that impact and to spread that awareness. So you mentioned your realization in college and it sounds like with your background, there are many other things that you could be doing. So what's your driving? Why, what, you know, what keeps you so passionate and pursuant in this area? There's a few things. Um, you know, first of all, it's like we we get these amazing emails from customers who, who you know, were taking their first step on a sustainable journey and, and use Final Straw as that first step. And, you know, when they share their stories with us, it, it really creates a personal connection between me and, and, you know, the purpose of what we're doing, because it really is to just provide tools for people to reduce their waste. Um, so that's one. Uh, the second one is, I mean, you know, I, I've kind of been my own boss since day one. It's just that hasn't always jived well with my other boss when I've had a real job. So, you know, to be able to manage my own schedule and then also to build a company that, that I really believe in and, and a company that, that I, I believe in the foundation and the values and, and, you know, bring together this amazing team because, you know, final is the team and, and to see 
what we're able to create together when we all are aligned on this mission is, is so fun. And it, it, it really is just fun. That's, that's the end of it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Going back to the straw for a minute, how did you come up with the straw and what was that journey like? So I've been obsessed with straws since I went to Thailand in 2015 and was walking on remote beaches and picked up a handful of straws in the morning, cleaning the beach. And then, you know, the next morning, same thing. And it's like, you know, I'm on this beach, there's probably 200 people in this town. And yet I'm picking up, you know, 50 to 100 straws a day. So that's kind of when my my real hate for straws started to develop. And so I kind of went on this tirade of telling people to not use straws. And, and you know, this was, you know, way before this was kind of like a public um, issue. And, and people would look at me like I was crazy. Like, you know, what on earth could a straw do to harm anyone? Well, then the turtle video goes viral. And all of a sudden, you know, straws become this kind of like, um, symbol for environmental awareness. And, um, but, but no one was making any alternatives. So all that existed at the time were, you know, really standard and basic stainless steel straw, glass straw and metal straw, but, you know, each had its, its issues with, you know, either, being dangerous, you know, when you break a glass straw or, you know, people, Starbucks had to recall 2.8 million metal straws due to mouth lacerations and, and, you know, none of them were convenient. And so the idea just came out of necessity. So what were some of your learnings going from idea to production? (laughs) Um, Well, first off, don't let not knowing anything stop you because I had no clue what I was doing. Um, this was my first business and, you know, I've never created a product in my life until final straw. And so I think that it's easy to really get trapped into self doubt and concern that, that, you know, there's other people out there that can do it better than you. And, um, there definitely are, but, you know, just remaining, steadfast and, and, you know, keeping at it every single day. Um, but man, uh, you know, the, the book will have to come out soon with the, the rest of the lessons because there's so many lessons that you learn. And, you know, I, I didn't go to business school, so it's, it's basically business school and crack is starting your own company. And then, you know, within the first nine months, um, of operation, we'd done 5 million in revenue. So it was like, really just, you know, blasting off into space while building the rocket ship with no instructions. <laughs> and how did you get the word out about your straws? So we launched on Kickstarter and the campaign went viral and that that kind of did it. And I think I heard that your straws are right now in over 100 countries. Is that correct? Yeah. So we've sold in over 100 countries. There's someone right now in Burkina Faso, if you're listening. Hey there. Um, with a final straw. And it just amazes me that this is such an incredible global phenomenon. I think, you know, plastic pollution is obviously an issue everywhere. Um, It touches every single one of us. And so, you know, to see the involvement on a global level is, is so cool. That's pretty amazing. And you mentioned earlier working on final wipe, but let's say you had a magic wand, you couldn't elim- eliminate all waste, but 
there are some other products that you'd like to see perhaps being in the final category, what would they be? Uh, well, you know, definitely takeout containers. I think that's kind of one of the next designs I'm working on. I've kind of been um, marinating on it for a while. And it's a tough one because there's so many different aspects that you could solve for. And so, you know, do you go kind of customer centric or do you go more delivery centric? And, and those are all kind of things I'm, I'm just letting sit in my mind while I'm trying to finish up all these other projects. So I have an idea oh, for anyone out, anyone out there listening. And I've always had this, not always, but I guess over the last 10 years, I want someone to invent a edible bottle, water bottle. Mm. So, you know, the, let's call it the Aquafina bottles, for example, something that you can drink the water and then it'd have some kind of nutritional content and be able to, you know, eat the bottle essentially. So I hate to rain on your parade, but that exists. Um, it was tested so they're not bottles, but they're smaller kind of like pods. And it was tested recently at, I think, the Boston Marathon, where they were, you know, instead of handing out tiny little cups of water, they were handing out these little pods. Um, but there's definitely quite a bit of research and development being done in film biodegradable um, plastic-like materials, especially around seaweed. So um, I don't think we're very far off from that being real. That's really exciting. You know, I have three young daughters and right now they're out at the neighborhood pond trying to save turtles. So I'm really, really excited because they come back all the time and tell me about all the trash that they see there in our neighborhood, forget in the ocean. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, your straws and your products and other products that you mentioned coming to market. So as they get older, they won't have the same problems. Switching gears a little bit. Yep, go ahead. If you could share some advice or words of wisdom with the audience, what would it be? Well, um, first, I would say that not all advice is good advice. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to tell you your idea is not good or that you should change it. And ultimately, you have to get in touch with your gut, which um, I believe is my connection to a higher power. And it is something deep deep inside of you that guides you and, and it doesn't steer you wrong. So, you know, I've, I've gotten a ton of bad advice going through this process. And, and I think that a lot of time we look at advisors as the people who know best, but sometimes an advisor is someone who, you know, puts out an alternative idea and it, it, what that idea can do is assure you that you are on the right direction. So, um, you know, leave time to get in touch with your gut. Um, you know, I take time to meditate every morning and, and I think it really helps clear my head and, and help me find priorities for focus. I appreciate that. Do you have any interesting customer stories that you can share? <laughs> um, good ones or bad ones? <laughs> <laughs> you choose. Um, well, I'll do a funny bad one and then maybe a good one. Um, when we first launched the Kickstarter, you know, think it just went so sideways so fast. You know, it's like everyone was like, oh, you must have been so excited that you made all this money. And it was like, no, I was terrified because all of a sudden I had, you know, immense responsibility to, you know, tens of thousands of people. And, um, we had one woman write in that if she didn't get her straw in the next week, 
She was going to dump a handful of plastic straws in the ocean every day that her straw was late. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so, you know, another bit of advice is that you're going to get people like that. Um, but then on the other side, um, you know, we got a customer who wrote in and said that that her daughter took her final straw to show and tell and did an entire presentation on reducing single-use plastics in the home and that all of the kids loved it and, and it really made an impact on the class. And the, the teacher even said that that it really changed, um, you know, what kids were bringing to school. And so, um, you know, I think it can work in both ways. And I we, we really focus on the positive customer feedback because that those are the people that are, are spreading the awareness and, and helping us change the world. I appreciate you sharing that. And you mentioned Kickstarter a couple of times. So since you have this experience with Kickstarter, would you, would you mind sharing some of that experience? Yeah. So um, Kickstarter is a platform where you can launch an idea without actually having a product. So it's a really cool platform for entrepreneurs to test an idea and do some free market validation, essentially. And so basically what you do is you put together a campaign and you launch it. And if people support the campaign up to the campaign's um, uh, limit, then then uh, you make the product. And so that's how we we ended up launching Final Straw. And any advice to anyone thinking about launching a Kickstarter campaign? Yeah, there's there's so many amazing articles out there you can read, but there's two particularly good ones by Tim Ferriss, um, one on how to collect emails and the other one on how to launch a campaign. Um, I basically followed those instructions to a T, so I won't bore everyone and recite what he said, but those articles are very helpful. I'll be sure to put links in the show notes. So Emma, this has been a great conversation is there anything that we have not explored that you'd like to talk about before we go? Yeah, I think just, you know, I, I just want everyone to remember their power to make a change in the world. You know, I think it's it's easy to feel small and powerless with, you know, everything that's going on in the world right now. But um, we actually just did the calculation for final and we've saved over 250 million single-use plastic straws from entering the environment as of now. Wow. Um, and this is just one little company. That you know? really is amazing. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and say that if anyone is interested in final straws, that I will happily pay for the first 10 people that email me, raj.daniels at nexuspmg.com. I will pay for them myself and have them shipped to you. So Emma, I really appreciate your time today. And I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Oh, Raj, that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. It was great chatting. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, please give us a rating and review at Apple Podcast. Bigger Than Us is a Nexus PMG production. And if you want to show your support and help us grow, please share with a friend or reach out to us on social media where you'll find us under our Nexus PMG handle.